0: Welcome to Zone Halloween Horror Nights Podcast. Welcome back, folks. I know it's been a while, but hey, my studio is up and running. We're still having an issue with Skype connectivity, so I won't be connected with Chris today. But I do have a phone, and with a phone, that means I can bring on guests. And we have a wonderful guest today as we head into what will be now the Halloween Horror Nights 29 season. It's pretty wild already. Official dates have already been announced and were announced weeks ago. But, yeah, we usually kick our show off around February... That's when really things start to get going. We usually hear rumors around then. But this year, as expected, Halloween Horror Nights extended a significant amount, a couple weeks, as we saw Rock the Universe uh, Universal's Christian Music Festival uh, was moved to February, so it's coming up here in just a few months. And with that, relieve the pressure on September. And with that comes Extra Date at Halloween Horror Nights. And I've already reserved my stay. I'll be there opening night this year already. It surely is going to be a hot one, though, I have to say. Last year, if you remember, we had Bart, Scott, and I were wandering around the parks sweating. and I really didn't have that great of a uh, performance, I have to say. I know some of you guys didn't care for it, and I, I don't blame you because we were sweating so much that it would distract us from trying to record those live walkthroughs. It became pretty difficult uh, to uh to really be that entertaining when we were that hot. But it's going to be September 6th through November 2nd of 2019. Halloween Horror Nights returns. Not many more details than that. Obviously, rumors are starting to spin out of control. But what we did want to have today is a special guest. I've been talking to this guy for, or girl, who knows, a very elusive guest, if you will. Uh, If you have been a fan of this show, but also a fan of Horror Nights for many years, you know our... uh, our love for what was Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween adventure. You've heard me go on ad nauseum about it. I'm not going to do that to you right now because I'm sure I'm going to do it in the interview coming up. But you'll hear in this interview a very special guest. We're just going to call him Wild Stallion. And he runs a YouTube channel, or she runs a YouTube channel, uh, that has been posting these um, incredibly well-done multi-camera experiences Of all the Bill and Ted shows, and a little bit underground, a little bit bootleg, and no one has ever interviewed this person until today. So you're going to hear their voices a little adjusted, because as you know, folks, when you go to Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure, they said, no cameras, no recording, no photograph. Uh, And that was always a bit of a bummer for, I think, a lot of people. You could take it before and after. And now Academy of Villains, they're like, oh, yeah. Literally, you could record the whole show and post it on Instagram. So I think everyone feels a little bit burned by that, that now that you're able to do whatever you want, and people did opening night, were live streaming Academy of Ellen's win for so many years. And I'm sure it has to do with licensing and all those things with the characters. We weren't able to do that with Bill and Ted. But thankfully, there was people like Stallion here who went in and knew that it was important to keep these experiences somewhere for us to see them. Now, we do know that they are officially recorded every year, but never released. But what they're able to do was go through in the last number of years, um, get multi-camera experiences, and they just dropped just a few weeks ago, the final Bill & Ted show. It took almost a year, I believe, of editing. We'll talk about that uh, if we get to that in the interview. But I hope you enjoy it. And uh, I look forward to hearing more about what's going on. I look forward to talking to you guys more. I look forward to bringing on Chris Ripley, Scotty Tuhati, all of our friends in the Horror Nights community. Uh, and hopefully we're posting this much more regularly because, guys, this is, uh, this is a fun time to be a Horror Nights fan. Things are getting longer, more extended. You know, I think you know, Horror Nights used to joke around about that, about uh, you know Disney now moves up. Their show is into August there. Mickey's not so scary. I would not be surprised to see Horror Nights just get bigger and bigger and bigger as time goes on. because. It's become, you know, our little fun thing, I feel like, that was always a big deal amongst the hardcore community. And now, especially as of the last three or four years, has just grown and grown uh, to a behemoth. But there's good in that. There's bad in it. But it's mostly good. It's good for everybody, good for people's jobs, good for the economy of Florida. And I'm excited to bring to you this interview and take a listen. Here's me and my friend, Wild Stallion. All right, we are joined again, as I said in the open, by a very special guest, uh, someone who we're just going to call Wild Stallion, uh, someone who has been a really an a, a unsung hero of the Halloween Horror Knights community, uh, in, on purpose though, uh, because uh, you keep some anonymity, that's why you hear a voice change here, you hear that we've adjusted it, but uh, as we said in your intro... Uh, you know, for a number of years uh, of the last few few years of Bill & Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure, uh, we've been able to watch these now archived on YouTube, and that's thanks to this special guest. So, again, my first question for you is, like a lot of Horror Nights fans, uh, when did you start going, and what was it that attracted you to this show in the first place?
1: Um. Well, like, like a lot of fans, uh, you know, I'm a fan of the show. Um, and, you know, over the years, um, you know... You know when they when they started not allowing recording, you know certain shows Would would go by and then you know if, if nothing showed up on YouTube or something like that. They were just gone forever right. um, and so um, You know obviously I started with the 2013 show um, And it really it all kind of happened as an accident. I just I found a way that I could record it and I didn't know that I would actually get much, but it all kind of worked out. So didn't really expect any of this to happen, but um, but I just kind of found myself in a position where I had the ability to do it and the content and, you know, was able to put it together and put it
0: out there. Yeah, so you were doing it, I'm sure, somewhat for yourself, like you said, as someone who was a fan of the show, uh, like a lot of us were, to preserve it because, uh, like you said, it was just there and gone. Why do you think, uh, for, difference from a lot of other theme park shows um why did you feel it was important to preserve them did you was it the performances and the characters or the actors or uh, just making sure people could see it because i know there was even years that i wasn't able to attend um due to having babies and a few things that happened in the last six years uh that i would go back and i'd enjoy what you did but why did you feel it was important to preserve it
1: well, you know, I think the show is unique in, in the theme park world because it, it changes every year, and they put they put so much work into it. Um, you know, even if you compare it to something like the Hanging, you know, that's still basically the same show every year. But this show is is totally different. Brand new script every year, and and the quality of work that they put into it is just it's so impressive that it, it was it was always just kind of sad to see it see it disappear
0: right and when you watch your your videos which i think are pretty interesting i think a lot of people including myself for a while thought this was uh people who maybe worked at universal people that are officially in the know who are maybe you know kind of quietly putting these out just so it was preserved like you said but then getting to know you and hearing these stories of putting these things together obviously i know that's not true this is fan made um and we won't talk about, you know, like you said, how like, you actually recorded them because I think uh, you, we should keep that uh, proprietary knowledge. But you obviously you know, have multiple edits. These are not like a lot of – especially the last one you just put out, uh, which was the, the farewell show, the final show, came out about two months ago. Uh, obviously a very extensive job to edit this and put this all together. Were you going to you know, so many shows and t- doing different takes? Was there, what was the edit process like for you?
1: Well, you know that's that's exactly it. The edit process is, is where all the real work is, um, you know, because I'll I'll capture lots of shows, uh, you know, typically twenty or thirty. Uh, this this wow. the last the last show I had to I had to to get that many because the show changed midway through as well, right. um, and and the the way that it's put together is is really a product of the necessity because. You know, like I said, when I first did this, I didn't know that I would come up with something that would, that I would be able to put together in a watchable way. I just thought it would be nice to kind of record from one angle, see what it, you know, and have that memory. Right. And then as, as, you know, as that season progressed, I started to realize I have enough stuff I could put this together. Um, and so, all the editing and everything has to be done because of the way it's uh, captured. Um, you know, in, in an ideal world, if, if they allowed a recording, you know, you wouldn't set up more than three cameras and edit between them, and that would be it. But you have to you have to very carefully place yourself in the audience, yeah, in you, order to capture the whole thing. Yeah,
0: and you showed me once just a, a screenshot of your your premiere, or whatever it was you were editing on, um, sweet, and it was I mean, dozens of windows. And a show that's live like that, also. I mean, I would only go to let's say. Two or three times in a season, I tried to go more. This on the final year, I would go though. I only get a couple of days of Halloween Horror Nights every year. But for you, you're also editing a show. It's not like uh, you know, I put in a multi camera shoot that I've done here or that we'll do for you know any of my television shows, which is you, know, you shoot it live. You have six or seven different cameras, you sw- and but they're all recorded at the same time, so they all sync up just fine. You also have probably had to do that, which I, presumably. The show is that it was scripted and and it would hit similar beats and would hit obviously a lot of the same jokes and lines. The timing, I'm sure, w- was off continually.
1: Yeah, um or you know, just different. from an editor, yeah, from an editor's perspective, it's 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 you know it's it's kind of a real headache. Um, and the because, audio too. <laughs> yeah, because because like you said, uh, you know, the lines and everything are always going to you know they ad lib and the the timing and the pacing will be off a little a little bit um and so you know it the, the the part that i showed you the musical part is impressive to me because um you know that's captured over 30 different pro- performances right. and it all syncs up which is really a testament to the consistency of those performers oh wow and that's something that, that's something that most people would never really think about or see when you put all that together it kind of really shows you know just how good they are um, and then, and then, yeah. In the, during all the dialogue portions, it's um, yeah, it's a little tricky uh, because some things will line up and some things won't. So you have to move things here and move things there. Um, and I also do different takes for different reasons.
0: Yeah, I was about to ask that. Um, How do you pick?
1: Well, and and you know, you know, the cameras on, uh, you know, it's you know, it's not operated. Right. It's concealed so, some way. So, so through trial and error over the years, I've learned that you have to set everything manually ahead of time, and it depends on which you know what, what you're doing. In other words, the the typical lighting on the stage is one level, and then the spotlights that they put in the middle are very bright. So I'll I'll do multiple passes for different purposes, and and so on top of everything I have, I have different different stuff for that, and so it it does get very complex to to try to put it all together.
0: Well, yeah, I can't imagine. As someone who's at least somewhat of an editor myself, uh, that is daunting. How does it feel, though, for you as someone who is a uh, and was a fan of not only the event, but really of Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure, knowing you and knowing your level of support of this, to see the people also who are involved? Because I think that's what's been cool to me after getting to know you, is to see cast members and people involved in production um, so excited to see that you've completed your, your next entry. I'm sure as someone who, who does have to remain anonymous, that that's got to feel though, pretty good.
1: Um, you know, I've always had a very conflicted feeling about, about doing this. Um, you know, I I know that they have rules in place for reasons. Um, and you know, when I first did this, I had no intention of putting it on YouTube. Um, and, and that kind of came about as really the only way I could share it and remain anonymous. Um, and so I've always done that very cautiously. You know, uh, my hope is is that 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 it's staying kind of low enough and not raising too much attention, and it's after the show's aired. But hopefully, sure. hopefully I'm not. You know, it's not causing any issues, and and that it's still kind of is the spirit of the reason why they have those rules. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of tricky uh, because. You know you don't want to do anything to damage the show, but at the same time you want to preserve it and you want something that kind of honors the cast right that puts so much work into it and so uh you know i'm I'm you know I think that's that's um that's kind of the intention, and I hope that that's the way it's received and it's and it's it's good to see that people like it and appreciate it.
0: It's certainly been that way. I've seen cast members post uh, from the show, and and team members from Universal who post about it. And you're right; you may, may want to remain somewhat low, but I think there is a general you know like that somebody is doing this. I'm sure if you're a member of this cast, though, there are rules set in place for some reason, uh, presumably licensing or something like that. Because as you may know, uh, depending on on what your involvement was, no uh, not involvement, but I know you didn't necessarily do this for this production. But you know, Academy villains this year it was a free for all. You could stream live if you wanted to. Um, you know, so clearly it had, it, it was sort of a, I don't want to say it was a rule of the past, but it felt like something that very much now I, I, when I was there and they're like, now don't worry. We we're on the media tour. They said, you guys can record whatever you want this year. In some ways it was kind of a, uh like it made me a little upset <laughs> because for so many years, uh, you know, we were told not to, to be able to preserve this. And, and, I like that you're able to share this experience with people and you're able to, um, to make these beautiful edits because they really are really well done uh, for someone who's just doing it, you know, as quietly as possible, if you will. Uh, I have uh, one of my best friends who's built the show, Will. Uh, we used to go to Halloween Horror Nights every year together. And Bill and Ted, first year we went, 2001, um, was really what brought us there. And last year he was unable to attend the event just – or the, uh, the year before – due to the fact that he had a baby in August and just couldn't uh, make the trip with me. And I wanted to be able to experience that, and I think I bothered you plenty of times throughout the year about it, because I wanted to be able to experience that show with him. So I want to thank you for being able to uh, you know keep those things alive and to share what was this excellent adventure for a lot of us over the years. How do you feel, though, as a, as beyond just, you, yes, you did some really cool stuff, I love your your products you've put out when it comes to the videos, uh, but the show's been over for a year now, or uh, over a year since you know, obviously two seasons ago. How do you feel about uh, how do you feel about the show looking back now?
1: Um, you know, a little bittersweet. It's 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 sad that it's not there anymore, but but we had you know we had an amazing ending to it, um, and you know, it, it's it would be nice if it continued at, at the same time, you know, this was starting to become a lot of work for me. So <laughs> on that side of it,
0: So selfishly, on, you're, on you're a little happy to wrap it up.
1: Yeah. Um, but, um, I, you know, if, if, it, if the choice were mine, it would, the show would still be going on, but, um, but it isn't. So, so it is what it is. Um, yeah.
0: But I know you've had, and I, you may not know, want to share too much, but um, for me and you, and we've talked about, You know when they were when the show was ending and everything that it was a major attraction for us. You know it was one of the main reasons that I was going to Halloween Horror Nights for so many years. Was I did love the houses and I love the scare zones obviously and I love the whole experience, but really the number one thing I look forward to every year was this show. Does it affect you as someone who attended the event so many times and obviously had to go see this show dozens and dozens of times often? uh, Does it affect your want to continue on as, as a horror nights person, as a fan of the event, or does it make you kind of take a break, uh, not just from the editing, but just even as a, as somewhat of a fan.
1: I mean, uh, you know, I, I think like a lot of people, I'm, I'm a horror fan as well. Um, so, you know, yeah, I miss the show, um, but I'll still enjoy the, the horror events and things like that. Um, but well, maybe not know, uh, it, as often. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the, the show was something that I think for a lot of people it kind of, they, they really got into it and they wanted to go back again and again. And that's kind of what led me into this position.
0: Well, that's awesome. Well, I, let's, let's do some plugs here specifically. We'll link all of it. And if you haven't seen it, uh, obviously, like I said, the, the final performance, not the final performance, but the final edition, I guess you'd say of your videos went up, uh, just a couple of months ago and we'll link to it. Um, uh, but you know, any other uh, thoughts or messages to to the Bill and Ted fandom or audience? We appreciate you coming on. And uh, again, the reason, one of the reasons we didn't want to reveal too much was because your hope and our hope is that one day we will see these these characters again.
1: That would that would be great. Yeah, um, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but um, you know, if if it does, you know, there'll be a lot of fans waiting to see it. If if it doesn't, then hopefully we can kind of. Continue on to to remember it, and, and hopefully, you know, these videos will, will be a way to do that.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. Just go to YouTube. Uh, is it a direct link to YouTube, or you just need to search Wild Stallions on YouTube, and uh, you'll see it's yeah. like the first channel that comes up. Yeah. So so do that. You'll see. There's like a thousand plus subscribers. It's a great way to even, uh, like I said, this this will be an awesome way to show your friends and family, uh, even my son who is way too young to be watching the full uncensored version of the Bill and Ted show. Uh, He's a big fan of the characters. He knows it just from being around me. Uh, We were able to kind of watch snippets of the show, whether it was the last show or even the one before that. I got to show him some moments that he really liked. So a great way to kind of share this with your family. Uh, But again, thank you so much for coming on and uh, maybe revealing a little bit, but not quite everything. So we'll have to have you back on as things progress. You never know what could happen. We're heading into Halloween Horror Nights 29, and 30 is around the corner. And I feel like 30, come on, we got to do something special. we got to have some big moments, and I feel like that would be a nice time to to at least reminisce on these characters. So hopefully uh, your services uh, will be needed, whether you like it or not, uh, once again. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I appreciate you coming on our show. And, uh, yeah, be excellent to each other.
1: Thank you.
0: (laughs) All right, man. Thank you so much. I'll send you, a, tell you how it looks. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Thanks to Mrs. or Mr. or keep it anonymous, Wild Stallion for being a part of Scare Zone and honestly being a listener and being a supporter of the Horror Nights community for many years uh, publicly and privately um, to those who know them. And a really cool person, a really great person to talk to. And I wish we could have shared more about exactly how uh, the production was done. But no, it was multiple shows. We know that we know that it was uh, produced different ways. So let let your mind think about if you were to do this, how you would do it. And I bet uh, you'd come to similar uh, conclusions, but we don't uh, necessarily encourage it. Like he said, it's bittersweet and was, uh, you know, he did it cautionarily because you don't want to break the rules, but then again, you want to keep these things alive. And I think he did it in a really, really fantastic way. Uh, now, a lot's going on in the world of Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, a lot of rumors popping up. A lot of people saying stuff. Obviously, if you've been to Chris Ripley's HHN Unofficial, there's rumors. Everything from it moving to the new Fantastic Worlds Park, if that opens there, in, in a few years, there is uh, you know, lots of different uh, moving pieces that are going on in the the rumor roundup, if you will. And uh, looking at the rumors, um, you're seeing uh, you know, Chris posted, I think it was just right before Christmas, that... Um, the rumors are 10 houses, half and half split IPs to original, five scare zones with two IPs, no shows planned. So that's interesting. And two original um, originals key into 28. I don't know what that means. I'll have to look at what it means by that. And a preview to HHN 30. So a uh, lot of rumors. Coming up, he said he did later clarify the no shows, which is he hadn't heard anything about shows. So there still could be something, but presumably there will. I can't be, I can't imagine there would be. How would you feel uh, just listening to that interview here about at least with Academy kind of Villains? So, I, like I said, it's not necessarily for me. Uh, there's a live cast doing a live show. How would you feel if uh, if that just went away completely? Well, that's something we'll have to talk about on a later date. There's also one thing I know people have been messaging me and talking to me about. Uh, Obviously, last week we got a really big surprise for those of us uh, who grew up even on Universal Studios at the parks, but also um, who grew up uh, loving a certain kind of 80s nostalgia and 80s uh, films and 90s, and that would be Ghostbusters 3 confirmed a movie that I have been waiting – since 1989, for and I've been hearing rum- rumors and rumblings of this my entire life. Obviously, 2016 we got uh, Ghostbusters rebooted. Uh, Answer the call with, uh, you know, what I thought was a fine movie it was not my favorite movie. Ghostbusters, as you know, is my favorite movie. The original 1984 Ghostbusters is my favorite movie of all time, and uh, if you know done right, in what it appears to be for all of us that are fans. Uh, I'd have Jason Reitman, who's in Ghostbusters, too. His dad is the director of the originals. It it just all feels good. Aykroyd, you know, obviously said he's involved. Uh, uh, Ernie Hudson said he's involved. Bill Murray yet to confirm, but I would almost be willing to bet at this point that they would not uh, put the money up if Bill wasn't attached to this as well. And uh, I am just excited. I think it's a fun time. I don't – you know, some of the negativity that's coming upon it, I'm just not part of that. I'm not part of a negative world in general when it comes to uh, prejudging movies or, or whatever it would be or franchises and what decisions were made. I think that it's excellent and what I'm really hoping for is what we've all hoped for for years and years. But this is just the perfect opportunity. Halloween Horror Nights 30. I just want to call it right now. Ghostbusters. The House comes in and just rocks. And that's what I am really hoping for. I can't wait to see this movie, but it's time where we get to experience what it's like to be in the firehouse, what it's like to be a part of it. Obviously, those of us that went to Universal Studios in the early days got to do the that Ghostbusters Spooktacular, uh, love it or hate it. And you can go watch some of that on YouTube. Something with a bit more of a, of a tone that would, would be fitting of the of the original movie and of hopefully what is to come in Ghostbusters 3 um, could be great. I know we're talking about HHN 29, but I'm already looking to the future because that's my favorite movie. And, um, you know, it, it's just great to finally see hopefully someone do it justice and, and break, bring back this franchise that uh, really you know not only kicked off a whole genre, but, you know, I was just thinking about this off the top of my head. So if we get Stranger Things Season 2, could we get a little look into the world of the Ghostbusters? Because as you know, I've actually said this many times that, 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 my, that Ghostbusters 3, the movie I've been waiting for, actually happened in Stranger Things Season 2, which was when they all donned their Ghostbusters suits for Halloween, and uh, it's a nearly a perfect Ghostbusters movie. And it does seem like there's some kid influences, a little Stranger Things influences that may be coming in line for Ghostbusters 3, but I would love to see at least a, a Ghostbusters moment. In what hopefully is the Stranger Things 2 house, which will be coming uh, this year in Halloween Horror Nights. What do you think? Do you guys think we're going to get a little bit of Ghostbusters? I think if you're going to do, do Part 2, if you're going to do Stranger Things 2, then you got to do it. Stranger Things 3 will have just premiered over the summer. A mere, what, six, eight weeks before Horror Nights open the first weekend of September. So I think, uh, I think everything will be hot and ready to go. What do you guys think? I want to know from you. Again, we'll return... Pretty shortly. This is when things start heating up in the world of the rumors. I don't want to say specifically when we're back, but I'm going to definitely try my best to be more frequent, more consistent with the world of Halloween Horror Nights because uh, I, I know we got some negative feedback. Some people who thought I'd sort of abandoned ship. People who thought that maybe I, um, maybe even they didn't like some of my takes on being cool with the lack of gore this year. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's something I look back on and go, okay, maybe we, um, We need to kind of take a a look back and go, okay, what what, what can we do right this year? So hopefully we'll have more really cool guests. If you want to be a guest, you're listening to this and you think you have a unique experience, just like Wild Stallion who was on earlier, um, let me know. Because I think these are guests that are interesting. They're not ones who I can book directly through Universal or I can book through an actor whatever. People who are are fans who got themselves in a unique position uh, to be a part of this thing called Halloween Horror Nights officially or – Unofficially, I want to hear from you. Reach out. Our podcast can be found on iTunes. Our podcast, I believe, can be found on Spotify. And if not, I will submit it now. We'll get it up on Spotify. You can follow us on social media Twitter at SZ Podcast, Instagram SZ Podcast, or Scare Zone, actually, I think. Our SZ Podcast, then on Facebook, Scare Zone. I'm going to start posting more, actually, as the season goes on. Uh, but you can also find us all individually on our own projects. And if you're traveling to Orlando, reach out to me. Uh, I I'd love to, to connect you with a, a cool thing that I'm going on with a vacation home rental property. So I'm not fully ready to announce and, and really start marketing that, but I do have a, a, a property that I would love to talk to you guys about. So reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. I'm no longer on Twitter. Uh, it just became too toxic for being honest. Uh, you know, my brands are the show is, but personally I've decided to, to leave that. It's not, it's not for me anymore. Uh, and what I think with the Horror Nights community in general especially the first year we did this show is that it was a very positive look at how everything was going and things over the last 24, 36 months um, definitely shifted to any fandom which when it comes to to a certain size it gets to the point where it it starts turning on itself and I decided not only with this show with everything else I've done I still need it in my life so you can find me on all other social media outlets I'm there reach out say hello and I hope to see you and I hope to hear from you hope to meet you one day and that's just the truth. You can support us on Patreon. Just uh, search for scarezone, patreon.com slash scarezone. And, of course, reach out however you can. Of course, not only if I get to meet you, I get to see you, I get to say to you. Until next time, keep your eyes closed and your ears open, and we'll see you at Finnegan's.